Well, everybody, welcome back. Um, long time gone um, to the Puck and Sally podcast. Uh, I am your host, Stephen, and I've got my two co-hosts, uh, Jimmy. Howdy, how's everyone doing? And Eric. Hello there. How's it going? So we've been gone for a good long time. A year, is it? Big Almost. time hiatus. Who is keeping track? But um, I'm glad uh, to be back, and it's a little bit more, it's a little bit better um, set up. Um, we're going to have shirts coming out for us. We're going to be going, we're going to be trying, at least me and Eric are trying to go to maybe some watch parties every now and then, talk to people, uh, a lot more people, games. go to some games. Yeah. Um, if I'm up gonna in the be... area, if I'm up in the area, you know I'm going to try and get in on a game. Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, Twitter feed's going to be a little bit more active. We've got somebody handling that now. Um, just kind of keep up better with with people. So uh, hopefully this goes the way we want it to and uh, gets off the ground. But um, to start off, let's talk about uh, <laughs> last season <laughs> for the Stars. Um, Do we have to? <laughs> that we we talk about one thing and one thing only jay gottinger oh oh and i'm glad that i'm glad uh we have jake uh robertson also had a good season top line had a good season um so now that you bring it up though let's let's start with that uh jake ottinger actually just signed his contract extension um for a four million dollar cap hit uh four million dollars over three years so his is a bridge deal. He'll be with us for three years, and his cap amount will probably be higher than that after three years if he continues to play like he did. Um, yeah, we'll just keep throwing him money as long as he plays well, and that's fine. Hey, as long as he – I mean, if, if he's putting up the same performance as he was in the playoffs, like, just give him a blank check. Yeah. <laughs> reasonably, like, a reasonably blank check. Yeah, so, I mean, like, at this point, if he plays that well, we don't really need a defense. We just hire all offensive players, and then he just takes care of that. Excellent strategy. I see nothing wrong with that. No, nothing he, nothing wrong with that at all. <laughs> he was absolutely peppered in, uh, in the playoffs um, with a 9-5 save percentage in the playoffs, which is insane. Um trying to pull that up but other than that what that means for bridge deals for goalies have always been small um the four by three is a considerable hit that's about the same as what carter hart when he signed off of his rookie contract um although his fell off and i think that's what we were really scared of is after playing a good year and then um hopefully he keeps the same performance the defensemen in front of him aren't the same yeah, Klingberg's no longer on the team. Hopefully that's replaced by Harley, and Harley gives a good performance. Um, and then I uh, guess we'll go over to the other player. But before we talk about the other player, I actually um, – I think I was listening to 32 Thoughts, which is one of the hockey other hockey podcasts I go to listen to um, with Elliot Friedman. Um, and they, they stated something that I actually wanted to state here, but they post their podcast before. Um, 
and uh, Tim Strutzel gets signed. Um, Tim Strutzel for the Ottawa Senators gets signed for an 8.34 million cap hit. 8.35 million dollar cap hit for eight years. And he did not perform at the same level as Robertson. And that's the only people that are now worried. Tim Strutzel got signed for that big number. And now the stars would be is well worried that Robertson's going to look for the same number. And the problem with that is going to be the stars don't have the $8.35 million cap hit space. So, so you think that's going to be something where stars try and get rid of someone to open up that space? So they can easily open up the space mm-hmm. if they get rid of Hudobin. Hudobin's taken up $2.3 million cap space, and I don't I see him that being we have on Hudobin. the Yeah, and he's not going to be on this team because our, our, our duo's already set to Ottinger and Wedgwood. Um, yeah. So Hudobin's taken up, I think, $2.3 to $2.5 million. Um, next year and we can open up that space if we get rid of him and it might require us to move another body like uh, Foxa or um, Foxa or hopefully not Giryanov, um but in the same vein uh, Foxa I think we still have um, let's see Como's off the books Radulov's off the books um Man, I'm blanking on the who the other line mate for Foxo was. Um, well, but, I know that he played hockey at one point. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so Robertson might be a little bit of a, a scary thing. Um, I think what bridge deals have become, um, and I think Tom Gaglardi said it as well, is... Yes, the people the people putting pucks in the neck are taking too big of a slice. That dumb way to reference that, um, I do have to admit. But but I understand where he was trying to get from when you have a player like Robertson who is twenty-two. Um, he's twenty-three years old, he just turned twenty-three, and he puts up forty goals. Like he's got a career ahead of him, he's gonna be doing really good. But consistency is generally what the problem is going to be. Um, and that's why in in the old days, you'd sign a bridge deal. Say you give them three three years at six, six million, three years at seven million. So that way, um, if he if he continues to play well, he's going to get a ten million dollar contract by the end of that contract, by the end of that bridge. But if he goes right now and he takes a eight million dollar contract for seven years or seven million dollar for seven years that's that's more term and it's a win it's a win for the stars if he continues to play like he is because we don't have to pay him 10 million dollars in three years but it's a loss on his part because he could potentially get the 10 million dollars in the next three years um, so th- it's one of the scary things. Bridge deals used to be fairly simple where, mm-hmm. you know, after your rookie contract, you sign a $4 million deal. But with Sh- Tim Strutzel, who's 20 years old, getting paid $8 million for Ottawa, you have Tage Thompson, who's getting paid now $7 million in Buffalo. Um, I don't think I've even heard of Strutzel until he was just mentioned five minutes ago. 
Yeah, Strizzle, Strizzle's really good. I think he, uh-huh. I mean, foreshadowed, he's in Ottawa. Yeah. You know, um, Ottawa didn't do really good at all. He had 22 goals and 58 points in 79 games at 20 okay. years old. Yeah. So n- not a 41 goal performance. No. Um, which is the, which is again, the scary part. And, uh, again, with, um, Buffalo, Buffalo side signed Tage Thompson to a seven year, $7.1 million contract who he has 68 points in 78 games. Again, Robertson played better than he did, but Tage Thompson also had 38 goals. So two, uh, so three short of Robertson, Mm -hmm. um, so that's why the Strutzel deal is kind of weird because Strutzel didn't perform as well as even Tage Thompson did. Tage Thompson's 24 years old. Um, but that's why we might be looking at about seven and a half million for maybe only three years for Robertson. And, um, and it's scary. And luckily after that deal goes through and his three years are up on that contract. We can pay him that $10 million because uh, Sagan and Ben are looking to be off the books close to that time. Yeah. I mean, I think the hope is like, if you can lock Robertson in for the three years and, you know, like give him that mm-hmm. promise, like, Hey, you know, after those three years, we're, we're going to, you know, back up that Brinks truck for you. So, you know, be patient, you know, have like, make sure he's invested in the vision that Dallas has for this team. And, you know, hopefully there aren't any worries once the three years are up. Yeah. And, and, and hopefully he sees that front running too, because yeah. if he keeps playing like he is, um, once Sagan and Ben get off the books, you have, um, you have uh, Maverick Bork coming up. You have Wyatt Johnson coming up, uh, Logan Stankoven, um, mm. Antonio Strangis. You have four great forwards coming up in the lineup who are going to be, three of which are going to be top six forwards. And Antonio Strangis is going to be your mid line, second, third line forward. But they're, they're all super talented. They were, I think, two of the three top six forwards um, are, were like the top point scores in the league for their respective leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're going to play extremely well. And hopefully I think Wyatt Johnson is looking to crack the lineup this year. Um, I think it's Wyatt Johnson or stank oven are looking, uh, I think Maverick board. I think still it was out. stank oven. Um, stank oven is really good. I I like the thought of Wyatt Johnson coming up because he is a winger where Maverick Bork and Stankoven are centers. Yeah. Um, and we have two great centers right now in Pavelski and Sagan. Um, yeah, Sagan Sagan might not get the points, but he plays a really well defensive game now. Um, mm-hmm. There's no reason to think that he's still not a top two forward. I'm interested kind of talking about Sagan now. Um I remember there was rumors a while back of of the Stars possibly dropping one of their or finding a way to get out of one of their big name contracts either Sagan or Ben did anything ever come of that? Is there any thing on that because if we I remember there's a lot of talk about dropping one of those two guys because they weren't really performing up to par the, with yeah, what with what them. Yeah, with what we're paying them. At least, so yeah, but that that be 
comes the problem, right? It's like mm-hmm. they're <laughs> they're being paid so much money, um, and you want to drop them, but what team would take them? Yeah, you've got like we can probably drop one off at Arizona and and pay offload draft picks and prospects with them, but that that's mm-hmm. that comes the problem is are you are we in the situation to drop prospects and draft picks just to offload somebody? And with what Ben potentially brings maybe to the locker room and to the ice, he's not scoring points anymore, but he's going back mm-hmm. to his physical game again. When, when Jamie Ben's on the ice, you see him on the ice, you know, he's on the ice. He might not get yeah. points like he used to, but you see him on the ice. And I think, Tyler Sagan is finally getting over his injury. And I think that's what caused him um, most of the issues last year um, Mm -hmm. was, was that injury. And I think he was still overcoming that and he looked better towards the end of the year. I think we'll have a bounce back year with Sagan this year, maybe not return to the 40 goal score Sagan we used to see, but I think, uh, I think we'll Mm -hmm. see a good, maybe 70 points out of Sagan this year. I, I, yeah, speaking on that, it's like, I think that right now, I hope that Sagan is making his bounce back. He seemed to do better the second half of this last season. The first half, I was really kind of like, oh, no. Like, he's 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 over. Like, he's done, you know. But um, he really picked it up towards the end. And it was kind of seeming like he was playing more normal, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I think Ben, for sure, like you said even though he doesn't really pick up the points like he used to, you can't deny his presence on the ice. Like when he's out there and he's on it, you can tell the players respect him and they get on it and they start working harder when he's working harder. And I think that even with like what I was mentioning of like hearing those rumors of offloading somebody, it's like if they were going to do that, then I don't think they could afford to lose someone like Ben who really has a nice presence on the ice but I, I am I'm really glad that we do have them around, so don't get me wrong, but like I, I just wanna kinda of talk and like just really brag on Ben. I love Ben. I'm a Ben dude, mm-hmm. so his I think he's got a presence that can't be denied, like on the ice. And it's like it's noticeable when he's not on the ice. Yeah. Um absolutely. And and I think that line is going to be bolstered this year as well, because I think our of course, our first line is going to be Robertson, Pavelski, and Hintz. I don't think that's going to change, and I don't think it's going to change for a long time um, until they find a replacement for Pavelski when Pavelski eventually gets to that point where um, his age catches up. And it hasn't. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> he, last, year, uh, last year was a record year for him. He he scored the highest points he's ever scored in his career last year. So, I think he's I think he's still got it for a while. Um but the second the second year, the second line, sorry, the second line will be um Jamie Ben, Tyler Sagan and the new addition uh, Mason Marchment. Um, yes. yes. I don't know much about Marchment, so I'm expecting one of you guys to tell me what <laughs> What to um, be excited about? <laughs> see, I, I am hoping Steven shares that because, you know, I don't know much about him, and I'm very excited to learn something about him. I mean, so, yeah. 
Something about an MM name is just I, sure. Yeah, I heard, I heard him get signed, and he was from the Panthers, right? The Florida. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. everyone's all excited. And I said, now, somebody tell me why I should be excited, because yes. I have no idea. <laughs> so so here it is, really. So March Mint, uh, it was a, it's a weird signing by the Stars. Um, not, not too weird. Um, it was just uh, – so I know recently, last year um, – Mason Marchman's dad passed away, but he was one of the players like um, Kachuk, um, who the Kachuk brothers, their dad was like the most hated player in Dallas. Every Dallas Stars fan hated him. Every Dallas player hated him. Um, uh, Marchman's dad was the same way. Um, Mm -hmm. Everybody in Dallas hated him, all that. Um, But he passed away last year and, you know, there they he he went through that last year and he played with Florida before I start talking about last year he played in Florida he played the year previously in Florida as well playing 33 games only mm-hmm. scoring two goals and eight assists in those 33 games for a total of 10 points but last year he played 54 games, scored 18 goals with 29 assists for 47 points. So his his game escalated last year. He was I don't know I I know he was playing on the second line and he wasn't playing with Jonathan Huberdeau. Um, so he he developed those points on his mm-hmm. line without having a superstar player like Huberdeau which is what we're hoping he brings to the Sagan and Ben line. He's a very good defensive forward. Um, he digs into the corner for pucks uh, like Radulov used to do. And I think that's what they're, what they saw in him is that person who can make plays, get in the corner, fight for pucks, wins puck battles for Sagan. And we need somebody again on that line who can win a puck and give it to Sagan in any position where Sagan's at. Which is why I think Sagan's going to have a better year this year. But Mason Marchment, really good. Uh, I think he signed for $4.5 million, so a really good contract if he continues to play at the 47 points even. Uh, for $4.5 million is is really nice. Then we've got, of course, our... Uh, going on to the next line, um, we've got our generally our Fox align um, with Dennis Gurionov. And I'm, I'm going to assume we're going to either have Jacob Peterson on that line, or we're going to have uh, Joel Kiviranta on that line. Um, so Radic Foxa, Joel Kiviranta and um, Dennis Gurionov. Great solid line. Uh, Fox is going to do what he always does. He's a defensive forward. Um, maybe Gurionov brings scoring to that line. Um, and then you have uh, UL Kiviranta, who's just a rubber band man like, like Yuri Lettinen. Doesn't get mm-hmm. as many points. Um, but he, he fights. He goes for the puck. Wins yeah, puck battles. I, I wish that Kiviranta was still performing like he did in the bubble. Oh, Yes. I feel like he just literally disappeared. I didn't even realize he was still on our team afterwards. Yeah. And I feel kind of bad about it. It, it is, it is rough though. I mean, he, he kind of, he kind of did drop off. Um, mm-hmm. 
he didn't have very many points last year. I think he ended the year with seven points out of 56 games. Um, so yeah, he, he definitely dropped off. Uh, he had more points in the bubble than he did last season. Um, and of course, having a hat trick in the playoffs was insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and then we go to our fourth line. Our fourth line would be uh, Luke Glendening, uh, Ty Delandria, and maybe one of the prospects. Uh, whereas it would be um, Stankov and Wyatt Johnson or Maverick Bork um, are going to come up into that line. Um, and then we also have, of course, uh, it might uh, they might go back because we also have uh, Marion Studenich, Tanner mm-hmm. Kiro, um, and those low, um, I guess, uh, bench players where they'll they'll play in and out. So after that, going on to our defense, our top line for our defense is going to be uh, Mira Heiskinen and uh, Essa Lindell will be our top line. Most likely, Esselin will probably be swapped in and out with Ryan Suter. Um, mm-hmm. Ryan Suter, good good defenseman. He doesn't really show up anything in, in offense, but he's a good defenseman. Uh, but Esselin is definitely has the better offensive side to his game than Ryan Suter does. Um, yep. And just better all defense. And then I guess, I guess we'll go to Eric on this one and tell him, oh, tell everybody how much we love Ryan Suter. Here. We don't, we don't love Ryan Suter here. <laughs> oh boy. At least I don't, I cannot stand it. I don't want anyone to ever pass from the puck because I just die a little bit inside <laughs> each day. I think, I think our cousin's kid that is like seven and playing hockey is a better defenseman than Suter. So <laughs> You are just praying on his downfall right now, aren't you? I, I like Ryan Suter. I am, I'm actively praying on his downfall. <laughs> I've never had a big issue with Suter. No, he's he's yeah. definitely one of those people who you you don't notice on the ice, but it's, That's for sure. not, it's not a good thing or a bad thing. Um, it's, it's not like he's making super big mistakes. It's not like he's making super big plays. He's, he's like a Dion Phaneuf, if you will. Um, I will say I will say that with the uh, the benefit of the season having been over for a while, I have forgotten many of of his terrible plays. So I'm definitely at a loss at examples of why I don't like him. But just rest assured, he will prove himself shortly. Yeah, you'll just have to wait this year and and kind of watch him this year and just like Hawkeye him until he makes a mistake, and then you're like next. And then I'll harp on it for for the whole hour. You guys would be like, let's talk about the, no, 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 no. We're talking about this. And then, and then, uh, so we'll go on to our second line. I don't think there's much to talk about on Haskinen. We all know he's going to perform well. He's the number oh, one yeah. defenseman. Um, he's probably going to take uh, Klingberg's place on the power play. Um, hopefully he gets a little bit more movement room with uh, DeBoer as our coach now. Um Maybe we get a little bit of offense. Hopefully we get better zone entry. Um, we we just couldn't do that. Zone entry was one of our biggest problems, and hopefully DeBoer will fix that. Yeah, um, hopefully. I hope that the new coach, because he used to coach for Vegas for a little while, right? He goes for Vegas, but most mm-hmm. of his stuff is um, San Jose. Okay. So okay. He, knows, he knows Pavelski. He knows Marchment. He knows... Um, 
sorry, he knows Marchment not from coaching Marchment. He knows Marchment because he was Marchment's dad's coach. Oh. Um, he um he knows Pavelski. It's one of the big reasons the Stars were trying to look to trade for um. Oh, uh, the bearded guy. Brent Burns. Brent Burns. Yeah. Um. But Carolina that. eventually went and got him. Um, so our second line is going to be, again, Essa Lindell and Ryan Suter flipping on one side. And uh, Yanni Hockenpah will be the other pairing in that list. It's quite um, a name. Yeah. Oh, Hockenpah's amazing. Hockenpoppers. I, I love the big defensemen. Uh, Stephen Johns. Um, oh, Yes. Uh, Jamie yeah. Alexiak. Alexiak. Uh, Oof. Yanni Hockenpah is that six foot six, two hundred and twenty pound defenseman. I have enjoyed uh, Hockenpah's tenure in Dallas so far. Like um, he was supposed to replace Alexiak, right? When Alexiak yeah, he was left. pretty much an Alexiak. And you know, I was skeptical because I love my big rig. Um, but watching him this year, I was like, you know what? Like, yeah, it's pretty good. So I'm enjoying he, him. He definitely showed up, and he he's playing well in Dallas. Uh, we just need the big enforcer defenseman uh, who can push around people off the puck. Then onto our third line, um, we have we picked up two defensemen. We picked up Will Butcher and Colin Miller, uh, both of which were like uh, third third line picks. One was for um, one played for Buffalo. Um, and I guess both of them play for Buffalo now that I'm looking at it. Um, so Will Butcher played for New Jersey Devils and then played for Buffalo last season. Um, he's a 21 point. So his rookie season, he scored 44 points and then just started declining there. But again, with New Jersey, uh, 30 points, 21 points, 11 points, and then Buffalo, eight points. I'm not going to give them too much crap for Buffalo either, because again, playing for awful defensive teams. Then Colin Miller, um, 11 points, 14 points last season. He's he played for Vegas for a little while and had 41 points on Vegas's uh, uh, first year. He was the pick from Bo- He was in Boston. He was the draft pick. Um, what do you what do they call that? The expansion draft pick from wow. Boston to Vegas. Um, he he scored 41 points for Vegas. Then he had 29 the next season, 11, 12, 14. So he had 14 last year again, though, in Buffalo. Um, so again, not great defensive teams, not great forward teams, didn't score a lot of goals. I'm not too worried about it. Hopefully they can fit that point. And then the other player who will be on that line, who I am hoping just has a phenomenal season finally, is Thomas Harley will be playing on that line as well. So Thomas Harley, rookie rookie, couple years ago, he still hasn't played a full season. He played 34 games last season with four points. Um, hopefully DeBoer, though, allows him to at least stretch the legs and get a little bit more offense. Again, People are going to be like 34 games, four points. He didn't really show an impressive uh, year. Number one, he's a defenseman. Number two, he was 20 years old last year. So for a defenseman that is really young before he's uh, kind of seasoned, 
the defensive role. Yeah. And then we've already talked about it. Our backstop duo, Ottinger and Wedgewall. Um, <laughs> so I think we're going to be looking solid on goalies. If our defense oh, yeah. can stay at about the same rate of play they did last year, I think we'll be fine with Wedgewall and Ottinger. Ottinger's really good. I'm I'm hoping to see him in a full year this year and play as well as he did in the playoffs. Um, I'm hoping to see DeBoer be a better coach than Bones. I really like Bones, but Bones was more of a defensive-minded coach. DeBoer is still a defensive-minded coach, but he has a little bit more. He's a little bit better of a fan of the, you know, the offensive game. I'm interested to see how this year goes with having a new coach. Um, yeah. I don't really have anything special to add there. It's just it's always interesting to watch teams when they have that coaching transition. See how they yeah. adapt. I don't. I definitely. I have less. You know, of a mindset of that. You know, because mm-hmm. it's like I. Um, I don't know too much. I just know that. Um, I was really by the end of last season, I was getting frustrated with Bones' coaching style. And so I'm hoping that, as I've heard DeBoer's a more uh, offensive-minded coach, I don't know how true that is, but I hope so, because it would seem like we'd backpedal and get on the defense and then just never leave. Yeah, that was was frustrating to see that in some of the games last year. It's just like, it's like, all right, let's just bunker in and hope nothing bad happens. And then something and, bad would happen, and we'd still yes. just be like, nope, let's keep bunkering down. Yeah. And I'm like, but we're and down. Based on how often I watch soccer, you know, just any time a team tries to bunker in and tries to play that kind of game, it usually does not go well. Yeah, yeah so. I think I think we've never had a big problem with, um, with the defensive mind, because we can lock down mm-hmm. a game pretty well. Sure. Um, but but of course I'd like it more if we got out of the zone in that defensive mind. It's like like let's not focus on just completely turtling. If we can get it out of the zone, let's let's get it out of the zone <laughs> instead of just like oh just throwing back the puck. Let's see what goes on or ragdolling the puck or anything like that. Um, another notable thing that I almost forgot before you started saying something about DeBoer, um, a little bit more on DeBoer, but we also got our um, Power play coach is different. Our offensive, our offensive um, uh, assistant coach from the New Jersey Devils, who developed the one-three-one um, power play that is used today. He was the first one to use it in New Jersey, and the first year it was implemented in New Jersey. New Jersey, being a god-awful team, um, yep. had the best power play in the league. So hopefully that helps a bunch. Um, and I and I completely forgot about that pickup too. I made a uh, I made some comparisons when he first got hired, mm-hmm. um, and hopefully we can continue to see the power play get back into original shape um, that we had a couple years ago. Um, yeah, we had a really dangerous power play there for a while. Yeah, uh, when when Sagan was on. Power plays, power plays were awesome. Um, so now that most of the topics are kind of drilled through with the stars, 
let's move on to um, kind of more of the the offseason grabs, the offseason changes that we're going to see um, and kind of just big names that have been moved around, mostly big names that if you watch hockey, you would hear. Um, maybe some more or less notable names as well of people who haven't gotten picked up yet, who are still free agents. Um, maybe people that aren't less heard of, but still make a big impact to where they moved to. So first, let's go with the the biggest trade of the offseason, and that's Florida Panthers' Jonathan Huberdeau went to Calgary for Calgary's Matthew Kachuk. So two 100-point players last year get swapped because Matthew Kachuk didn't want to be in Calgary anymore. Um, it, that's huge. Mm -hmm. you're, you're having a mindset of a guy who's been playing in Calgary for his, for his career, scored 100 points, um, going to the Panthers in exchange for Jonathan Huberdeau, which was also the second place player in the league. Um, I think he had the second most points with 115 tied with Johnny, Johnny Goudreau, who was also in, Cal who was also in Calgary mm. last year. Johnny, hockey. Um, Johnny hockey, Matthew Kachuk had 104 points. Jonathan Huberdeau had 115. The only person above Jonathan Huberdeau was Connor McDavid with 123 points. Uh, Jonathan Huberdeau had 30 goals. Um, Matthew Kachuk had 42, so um, you're you're moving 30 goals to Calgary and moving 42 goals. Um, so you're 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 changing 12 goals. So you're adding 12 goals to the Panthers, who were already a deadly team. Um, good defense, solid forwards, um, but in that trade, um, they also lost another player and a draft pick. So not a huge move. You're just rotating out 12 points. You're adding more um, um, playmaking potential with Jonathan Huberdeau, who had 85 assists um, last year. Um, and you're adding that. But before that trade happened, you also had uh, Johnny Gaudreau did not want to resign with Calgary. So Calgary didn't get anything out of Johnny Hockey leaving. And Johnny Hockey went to the Columbus Blue Jackets. We have Calgary losing two 100-point players. Stuff. <laughs> so, Oof. yeah, as a as a fan, if we were on the if, say if we were on the Stars and we had two two guys who scored a hundred plus points on the Stars, which I don't think. When was the last remember, time we had? Yeah, I don't remember yeah. we had one 100-point <laughs> player. Uh, I don't think Madano ever hit 100 points in his career. I could be wrong, and he could have done it once. Um, but we've never had a big 100-point constant player. Um, and I was not wrong. Um, Mike Madano's highest point year was 93 points in 93. So when they moved, um, I was to say, so, do we count the Minnesota North stars as one of us? <laughs> no, but he, he had 93 points in 92 and 93. So the year they were in Minnesota and the year they were in Dallas, the last year in Minnesota, last year in Dallas, he both had 93 points. Okay. Um, 
but again, we've never had a hundred point player on the team. Um, even when we had Brad Richards, when we had uh, Mike Ribeiro, when we had Jason Arnott, nobody on the stars ever scored a hundred points. So th- think about the stars now have two 100 point players and you lose them in the same year. That's soul. That's soul crushing. That is devastating. Yeah. Now, now Calgary did fix it a little bit. So they got Mackenzie Weaver, Mackenzie Weger from Florida. They didn't trade him. They just signed Mackenzie Weger. Or I think uh, I could be completely wrong. Um, and then they get Jonathan Huberdeau from that trade. So they, they swap out a hundred point player and get a hundred point player. Um, so that's nice. They get the hundred point player back and then they signed um, every favorite Colorado avalanche player, Nazim Kadri. <laughs> oh boy. Um, so, <laughs> so he's gotten 83 points last year. Um, he was a good pickup. And I think to be honest, um, even lose. I think they did well for losing Gaudreau and Kachuk. They get Huberdeau, they get Nazim Kadri, and they get uh, Mackenzie Weger. Adding Mackenzie Weger, Mackenzie Weger is now the top defenseman in Calgary. So they really needed that. Uh, Jacob Markstrom is a fantastic goalie. Um, he showed that in the Dallas series as well. Dallas didn't nearly shoot as often as. Uh, Calgary did in that series, so Ottinger looked so much better. But Markstrom also had a fantastic series in that um, playoff series against Calgary. Mm-hmm. And then um, going into other moves, I know Klingberg from the Stars went to the Ducks. Um, the Ducks aren't going to be too much of a hit. Um, I mean, uh, I think they're still going to be one of the bottom teams. I really think Klingberg was just going to the Ducks. He signed a $7 million one-year contract with the Ducks. Hmm. Um, I think that's really just, hey, hey, I'm going to prove how good I am. I'm going to play on a team like the Ducks. Um, mm-hmm. Somebody sign me afterwards, please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> please take me. Look how good I am. Get me out of here. Yeah. Um, and then we get um, uh, Johnny Hockey, Johnny Gaudreau signing with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Hmm. At first, I was like, I said, why would Columbus want Gaudreau? Like, uh, they're paying a buttload um, for Gaudreau. Actually, I think his contract is actually uh, a friendly contract for getting 115 points. Um, I'll have to look that up. But as I look that up, uh, Johnny Gaudreau is playing on the line with Patrick Laine, one of the most deadly goal scorers in the league. Um, he, he has been off his game, but you're adding Johnny hockey. Who's good at getting to the puck, passing the puck, putting the puck on anybody's stick. And I think that's what Columbus was looking for with line a. So now you have the deadly pair in, um, Johnny Gaudreau and Patrick line. A. I would honestly want to say, look at line. A. He's going to score 40, 50 goals this year. I think he will be in contention for most goals against Austin Matthews in Toronto. And there, and there is Steven's hot take alert. Hot take. Um, I would, I would probably say it would be a hot take because line a did not show up last year at all. Um, other, other 
signable ones. You have uh, Bergeron and Krejci signing very small deals in Boston. Uh, Bergeron signed a two-year contract, um, and I think it was... Man, I think it was like two million, two or three million dollars. Um, and then Krejci signed a one-year, one million-dollar deal. Like very small contracts, um, but for players that have been playing for Boston for a long time, I think Bergeron stated it was. Um, there's a point at which you play for a team, and it the team has helped you for so long that you want to give back to the team and signing small deals for two years to keep playing at maybe not the highest level that they were playing. Um, but just uh good, good skates, really um, good playmaker, good captaincies, um, just good overall players. Um, you have uh, Jack Campbell um, who was a former star. He played for Edmonton. I mean, he went to Edmonton. He played for Toronto, but he uh, he's in Edmonton now. Um, and I think Jack Campbell is going to be the piece that Edmonton needs to move out of the first round of the playoffs. Um, Jack Campbell is a fantastic goalie. Um, now you've got a team with uh, their their people are Tyson Berry, um, Darnell Nurse, um, Connor McDavid. Um, Leon Dreisaitl, Jack Campbell. I think Edmonton literally um, will be in the playoffs. They'll probably be the number one or number two team on that division, um, followed by Calgary and uh, L.A. Kings. That's There's the my hot take, Jimmy, right there. Okay. L.A. LA Kings making the playoffs. Yeah, get your hot takes right. Wow. All right. There it is. That is, of all the takes there are, that is one of them. Yeah. Um, LA Kings are going to look good this year. I think they're going to continue to play well. Um, and then, um, I guess we'll, we'll move on to, I guess the notable, um, notable unsigned players this year, uh, right now. Um, and then, and then we'll kind of get to, um, how we feel about the season and what you guys think, um, how, how I guess the star season will go and what kind of what you're excited for this year. Um, so first we'll go through the notable players, uh, players that haven't signed with a team. Um, Alex Galchenyuk, um, 28 years old, six goals last year, 15 assists uh, for 21 points. Not terribly great, but seeing a name like Alex Galchenyuk as a free agent is weird because he, I mean, he's played for Montreal. He was in the cup cup games with Montreal. Uh, he was with um, Vegas. He was one of the players that were in Vegas when they uh, during the expansion draft. Um, and then he just he just kind of fell off. Uh, Galchenyuk um, was a really good player, really good defensive forward, especially at a young age. Kind of fell off. Mm-hmm. Um, two of the bigger names. Um, sorry, two of the bigger players, not really a big name, Evan Rodriguez, um, who played for Pittsburgh last year. He's also 28 years old, but scored 19 goals and had 24 assists. So he was a, a 40, he had 43 points last year 
still unsigned. 43 points is a big number to be in free agency still. This is a player who could be signed for three to four million dollars, um, 43 points, especially on 19 goals. He's could score upwards of 21, 22 goals. Um, that being said, he was playing on the line with Evgeny Malkin. So how many points can he get on his own without a superstar playmaking forward? Um, would be the only thing they would be worried about. You have Sony Milano, who's unsigned from the Ducks. 26 years old, 14 goals, 20 assists, so 34 points. Um, he was a big name for a little while. Anton Strahlman, a right defenseman for the Tampa Bay Lightning, isn't signed. And P.K. Subban, who's 33 years old, is also unsigned. Um, so we got a couple big names not signing, not signed yet. Um, I could see... Some of these players um, signing with Arizona, um, signing with uh, Anaheim, just kind of fill up cap space for these teams who are on the bottom of the cap cap chart because there is a cap minimum as well. You have to sign so many. You have to pay players so much money. You can't just not um, dish out money, I guess. Um, but other than that, um, what, are you, number one, what do you most, um, I guess we'll start with uh, Eric on this one. What do you think Naturally. the Stars year will be? And what are you most excited for non-Stars kind of thing? Well, you know that I think the Stars are going all the way this year. I recognize the irony in me criticizing Cowboys fans that say that every year. But... <laughs> That's that's my take. I don't know. I feel in a, in a more serious note. I do feel a little bit more more confident in the Stars team. We've kind of got rid of some of the uh, the dead ends in uh, Radulov, who's just not producing and is just taking up space and stuff like that. And some of those other players where it's like you know they weren't really producing like they were. So I'm excited because we've got people like Marchment, who I keep hearing is great. We've got these new lines that are coming up. We've got all of our people, uh, you know, that are coming in a new coach. I'm feeling excited. I imagine we'll probably get to the playoffs again. I hope we take it all the way, but you never know. And then for non-star stuff, are you talking about like just like what other teams am I excited to? Uh, other teams, other teams to watch. Um, or... I guess the podcast direction or yeah. anything that you're kind of excited about for this year. I am excited about those new uh, reverse retro jerseys. I love my white stars jersey, but I'm always scared to wear it anywhere because it's just so white. So I'm excited yeah. for that. I'm excited for, um, you know, seeing the other teams that I do enjoy watching, like like the Canes. Maybe Seattle will pick it up. They just had their rookie year. They worked out some of the kinks, and I'm excited to see if they you know, generate any steam, but yeah, I'm just kind of, just kind of keeping an eye out. I like the Canes. I like Seattle. I like, uh, the stars out there. Well, you know, that's it. That's really it. I'm just keeping my eye on those three. Yeah. No. Uh, I know. I know you usually look at, uh, San Jose, but San Jose is not, really I haven't, much of a... if I'm being honest, I have not looked at San Jose since Pavelski came over to the stars. He was the main reason I kept an eye on San Jose. And then when, 
when he popped over here, I was like, you know what? I'm done with San Jose. They've got no reason. <laughs> the then, king is the king is here. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm then, excited. Uh, That's another thing I'm excited for. My bad. Joe Pavelski <laughs> to just continue his rookie year <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> just run it back. Yeah. So 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 how are you feeling about this year, uh, Jimmy? Um, I think I'm fi- I'm feeling pretty good. Um, kind of like echoing what Eric said. Um, I'm hopeful that we make the playoffs. I mean, I think with the team that we have so far, that should be something we um, achieve, um, barring some crazy collapse. Um, but what I'm most excited about this year, I want to keep an eye on the young the young players that we have on the team, um, especially you mentioned those three newer guys, um, Maverick. Um, what was it? What, the other Bork, two, uh, Stankoven oh. and Johnson. Johnson, yes. Um, kind of them three. I know they probably won't be getting a whole bunch of ice time, but I just want to see. I I just love seeing like young players come up through the system and like when they get thrown into a game. I want to see what they can do. You know, like what are they providing to the team? Are they going to have a spark? Are they going to influence um, games one way or the other? Um, so I kind of want to see, you know, see how they do out there. And I know. You know Unless they make, unless they crack the lineup through mm-hmm. training cramp camp, I don't think we'll see them this year because okay. I believe they're all on Quebec Major Junior League still, okay. which which means they can have a nine game NHL tryout. I think it's eight or nine games. Um, but if they don't make the lineup um, and they don't stay in the NHL squad, they have to go back to Quebec Major Juniors. They can't like flip flop back and forth between the okay. NHL and Quebec. Um, that I, being said, yeah. Logan Stankoven, not, sorry, sorry, not Logan Stankoven, Antonio Strangis, who wasn't brought up there, mm-hmm. is going to be playing for the Texas Stars next okay. year. So he can yeah. flip back and forth between. All right, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't sure what the situation was. I just probably assumed that those three were going to flip between the Texas, the Texas Stars and then the Dallas but thank you for yeah. that clarification. But yeah, they so. won't hit yet. But okay. but the rumor is, I think Johnson or Stankoven are good enough to crack the lineup if they if they continue to play well. Uh, and then then I will keep my eyes peeled on those two specifically, and only those two. Only those only two. Those. Not a single other player. Eyes off Pavelski. He's mine. Yes. No, hey, no, he's yours. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> and also because I'm a bit of a um, just a, a sucker for rooting for not good teams, I will be keeping an eye on my hometown New Jersey Devils, um, seeing how they do. Um, I know. Did Did you mention that uh, PK Subban not there anymore? He is not signed with any team. Okay. Yet. Interesting. Um, I don't remember. I mean, I know he was used a lot on social media for the Devils, so I don't really remember watching many games if he had that big of an impact or not. I mean, obviously, it's the Devils. They haven't really been much of a force in God knows how long. Um, So I will keep an eye on them and pray that they can not be a total disappointment. I know the Stars just picked off their assistant coach that we're going to be using for the power plays. so. It'll be exciting to see how we use them here, and it'll be excited to see how the Devils try and replace that. Yeah, um, um, the Devils look okay. 
Um, yeah. Jack Jack Hughes looks really good. He played uh, almost 50 games last season. He had 50, 56 points, um, 26 goals and 30 assists. Um, he was, he was really good. Um, they have Dougie Hamilton. Um, they got some weird chemistry and, and really people that aren't, aren't really known, but still solid players. Um, yeah, I'm not expecting the Devils to like make a crazy postseason run or like even maybe maybe they'll get close and that'll be cool. Um, but you know, if if the stars aren't on TV, then there's a good chance I'll tune into a Devils game if they're on TV and see if see what they got cooking. Yep, absolutely. And then uh, which goes me to my other stuff. I know we talked about at the beginning um, that we we're gonna try if. There's watch parties where the game is away um, mm-hmm. and and we have time to do it. I think um, I'm going to try to convince Eric to go out um, with me and kind of uh, I think we'll have shirts. Um, hopefully we get a lot more people listening. We kind of just want to spread the word about it. And anybody here listening, if you want to spread the word about it, that's the best way um, to kind of spread and get more people to listen to it. Um, if you um, if you want to go to those watch parties, we'll kind of make a post on our Twitter, a statement, a postment yeah. um, on our post-ment. Twitter. If we go, if we go to any games, we'll try to post there. Which um, I will definitely be at a lot of games since I live right next to the train. So I will be at tons of games. So if you come find me out there, I would love, I would love that. I'm not going by myself, but I mean, obviously, come hang out and say hi. I wasn't eight hours away. I would be joining you, Eric. Uh, that just sounds like lack of commitment from me, but it, I'll allow it. Hey, sorry for the excuses. Um, yeah. Uh, I know we're going to be man. getting shirts, um, depending on if Eric ever wears just the shirt to the game. He'll probably most likely have a jersey on. Oh, yeah. Um, um, but we'll have shirts. Um, we're we're going to get shirts for all the people who are involved with the creation of it and setting it up and Hopefully, when it gets big, um, we'll we'll have a little bit more open to everybody. A little um, merch know, drop. Yes, that is one of the first things we plan on doing. Um, once we, I think, I think we've already stated it. Like when we hit even like fifty or sixty people who download and listen, we'll we'll drop some merch just because it doesn't cost too much to keep up with that, and it'll be easy to ship out. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I, we're going to have that. We hope to get everything flowing. Um, very nice. Uh, Eric mentioned the reverse retro stuff. Hopefully either next week or the week after they drop what all the reverse retros look like. I really want to talk about that. Our first episode ever was about the reverse retros two years ago. Yeah, we were um, ranking them, right? Yes, yeah. we were. Yeah. And we'll probably be fun. doing that again. Uh, hopefully Detroit will not make me pissed off. Um, <laughs> that is a tall order. Yes, don't is, hold your breath. There is a lot of jerseys that have been spoiled already. I don't want to go over them. I want it all to be one one session. Mm-hmm. Um, we have that to look forward to. Uh, the new thing will be this podcast will be weekly now, and we'll be keeping up with it weekly instead of the monthly thing we were doing. Um, we might have people drop out. Jimmy might not be able to show up one day. Eric might not be able to show up one day. We'll try to get people to replace. Um, I don't have a problem with 
just two guest of us stars. guest stars um uh more of our friends more of the people that work with uh, the podcast itself but hopefully we can uh we can have some fun with this and and kind of keep on top of it this time <laughs> oh yeah we'll be able to i think a lot easier this time yeah, I think we're a little more motivated. We got our schedules a little more sorted. I think uh, this will be a better run. Yeah, we have we have we have more than just us now. Um, we have more people working with us than just the three of us here. Uh, a lot of people, a uh, group of people working behind the scenes. Um, so hopefully this this goes well, and um, I guess we will see you next time next week. Um, and we'll be posting them every Saturday. Um, and keep up with us. Later's on the men, Jay. Uh, bye bye. If anybody gets that, yeah. Bye bye now. <laughs> <Bye-bye>. <laughs>